This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Everybody, welcome. Noel Thy Enemy, episode 9. I'm here with the big brain, Dane Draper, who's feeling a little bit under the weather. He's sniffling. He's got a fever. Uh, you can't see the video feed. I do. He looks like absolute crap, which is not exactly what I'm used to with Dane, just a guy who's looking like an absolute stud all the time. But he is on this call 1042 at night on a Thursday night as a college student in Tallahassee for you because he loves you to get on Noel Thy Enemy presented by Noel's247sports.com. And we're talking the Pitt Panthers. Dane, I believe this is – I'm going to try to get you in and out quick, but this could be your flu game, my man. Sniff away. You're not looking at a million bucks. <laughs> you always make me feel so much better, Trey, man. I appreciate it as always. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm still excited for this one. It's going to be good. But, yeah, maybe uh, maybe slightly slightly quicker than normal so I can, like, go grab a tissue or something, like, not too long from now. I don't know if you have a future in politics, Dane, because I don't know if I believe the excitement, but maybe the audience <laughs> does. Let's speaking of exciting, let's talk about Pat Narduzzi's Pit Panthers. They, um, to put it plainly, kind of suck pretty bad. They are two and six on the season, and their two wins. Very first game of the year against Wofford, forty-five to seven, and then their only other win was. 38 to 21 against Louisville of all people, which I still don't understand at this point. And they have six losses to Cincinnati, West Virginia, UNC, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. And their last game was a 58 to 7 drubbing against Marcus Freeman's Notre Dame Irish. As far as how they look again, advanced analytics, that's stuff that we always talk about, stuff that kind of like judges the quality of play, explosiveness, effectiveness, success rate, all the things that are repeatable. Like we said, it's not the gospel, but it's going to give you directionally how good the computers think that this team is. And they're not that high on pit, believe it or not. 67th best team in the country with the 72nd best offense and the 51st best defense and that 51st best defense is very strange for a Pat Narduzzi team now they did lose a lot of people they lost a first round defensive lineman they lost some good linebackers and as Pat Narduzzi decided to tell the press conference and his own players he didn't replace them with good enough people so that was if they had a fun little mini mutiny on their hands how that compares to Florida State, S&P Plus sees Florida State is the eighth best team in the country. We're climbing every single week. I think that's we were 11th last week. Now we're eighth. So finally, it's not where it should be, but we're in the ballpark with the eighth best offense and the 16th best defense. Dane, overall, what do you think of this pit squad? Just pretty. They're usually a tough out, especially on the road. I don't think so this year. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's not the kind of team 
I don't know. I, I don't think you want to come in like sleepwalking against against any team, especially not on the road. But yeah, they haven't been very good, and they're also coming off a 51 point loss to Notre Dame. Who isn't? I mean, I don't think Notre Dame is as good of a team as you, as FSU. No, especially and, not um, on offense, dude. 58 points from that offense. They really just have Sam Hartman and a big bruise and running back, and not a ton of weapons on the outside, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree with that. And, um, I mean, honestly, like that 58, it was 58 to seven, and that score is like a little bit, um, misleading in some way. Like they very much dominated that game, but, uh, Pitt also had five turnovers, and there was two special team touchdowns for Notre Dame. So, like, that's, oh my. I mean, that's pretty unlucky parts of that for sure but also i mean when you bring up the turnovers the four of those were from uh their quarterback christian Vair, uh who's going to be making his fourth start against fsu coming up here and it's just yeah i don't think it's looking great for pitt like they're not very good at anything and fsu's pretty good at a lot of things and and they should probably just go and take care of business and and honestly probably cover a 21 point spread I would expect so too, and I think that our I think that our predictions are going to reflect that. I guess let's just start. Let's just start on the offense. This was a team that I remember during our like our preseason um, roundtable win shares. A lot of people circled this game, you know, being right before that big nasty rivalry game against Miami at home. That this could be a potential trap game, just with the way that the schedule configured, like. A, early November, maybe a cold weather, maybe a gross environment on a field that's unkempt most of the time, uh, especially coming after. I think the Steelers are playing tonight, aren't they? So that's just perfect scheduling yeah. uh, the old conference there. Well done, ACC, as always. Anyway, um, a lot of people had this as a potential trap kind of game that, that could be difficult. Not so much anymore, I, I, I don't think, just with the way that the pit has gone specifically offensively. I mean, they had Boston college transfer, Phil Jerkovic as their starting quarterback to begin the season. A guy that if you remember a couple of years ago, had some pretty high, like draft hype as yeah. far as like the physical tools and some of the stuff that he did on the field. I think he plays tight end now. Yeah. So what? <laughs> so it's been one of them seasons for old Patty Nars. So what are we, th- what are we thinking here, Dane? What about their offense? Anybody to look out for, do they do anything at all good? Uh, <laughs> I, have, they, I don't think really think they do, to be honest. <laughs> but um, but Nothing, they do. Not even anything? I mean, just like an overview, like two key stats that I always look for is success rate and explosive play rate because down to down success and then, you know, hitting the big plays, which is what puts points in the scoreboard best, you know. But they're 120th nationally in success rate and 91st in explosive play rate. If you're going to be bad at both of those things, you're just not going to be good period um but they're also a little bit better running the ball um i mean not a whole lot better uh it's all it's all comparative right yeah but they they like to try to run the ball it's a pat narduzzi team they want to be you know hard-nosed physical lineup and eye formation you know 22 personnel or something like that and, mm-hmm. and run it down 1995 your throat. tough gritty yeah. football yeah uh, blood on the pants blood on the nose <laughs> not gonna be great against Braden fisk and the and the boys up front i don't think um nah. they do like to run the ball let you hold off on running the quarterback who is going to be the quarterback you mentioned him before he said it's his fourth start 
Uh, has he done well in any of those? Um, not particularly. I think he's been fine. What's his name? Sean. You said Sean Vayer uh, is his name. Cr- Christian Vayer, and I I don't even have the spelling up because I couldn't remember how to pronounce the name while looking at the spelling. It looks like very like French. It's like Veu or Velu or oh, something. You keep going because I let me have got to bust out my French accent and show you. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you would. I wanted to see All take, right, a, vamp take a swing me. at it. <laughs> but he's a um he's going to be in his fourth start. Yeah, it's his first year starting though. Uh, he he came in. He's a redshirt sophomore, and he comes Ooh. from Penn State. He spent two years at Penn State. It's it looks like, like it a... the Christian Veilleux, or yeah, yeah. Veilleux. Yeah, I like that. Christian I... Christian Veilleux uh, will I be think that's for correct. Pitt. Yeah, I think yeah. so too, man. That sounds pretty spot on. That's All right, who will Mister Veilleux be uh, throwing the football to? Yeah, he. Um, I mean, a wide receiver. Like, I think they actually have some some decent players there, but not. I mean, they have their their main guy is is Kanade Kanade Mumfield. Um, he's their slot receiver there, and he's kind of, I mean, he's the guy who gets most of the targets in the offense. He leads the team in receptions. Uh, he's he's actually pretty dynamic. He's like really, he's listed six one. He's got some length on him, and he's just really smooth in routes. And he's the kind of guy they want to get the ball to, just kind of any way they can. Like he's a big screen guy. He's a guy they'll throw deep to. He's someone to someone to look out for, but he, um, he was a freshman all American at Akron. And then now he's been at Pitt for two years, but he's the main guy to look out for in the wide receiver room. If Bub means Dijon Reynolds are kind of the other two, uh, more outside type guys, Gavin Bartholomew is a tight end. They have, who's actually a pretty decent, uh, receiving threat for them. Uh, he's tied for third on the team and, in receptions, but he's according to PFF, not a very good blocker. But they they have they have some guys to throw to. It's just I think it's more of a quarterback issue and also kind of an offensive line issue because they've had a lot of issues there. Yeah, a lot of issues across the board seems pretty consistent. So if if Pitt is able to get something on Florida State, you think they'll get it on the ground or through the air? Oh man, um, I mean I think probably the ground because they're they're a little more consistent there and also. Um, I mean, FSU has been a little worse statistically uh, on the ground, you know, defending the ground game. But, um, I mean, yeah, I don't think this is an offense that should move the ball any much at all. Like, it's it's kind of the same thing as, as Wake last week, except even more so to where um, it's just like a really beat-up beat up group that doesn't have a lot of guys that should really challenge you if you think you're like a playoff-caliber team. And they're way easier to prepare for too. At least with Wake, sometimes you have to like spend some practice time on that slow mesh stuff. Um, Griffiths was hurt, but they did have their starting quarterback in. I do trust in like Dave Clawson to try like scheme up some stuff offensively. I don't trust Pat Narduzzi to do anything that's going to challenge them offensively. I don't foresee any exotic formations. I don't foresee like any exotic, like weird motions to try to like get FSU to declare one way or the other, try to like instill some hesitation. Like I hope, I hope that they do for their own well being. Because if they try to go up against this Florida State defensive unit, particularly the defensive line, the way they've been playing the past month, and they try to go hat for hat, man for man, old school smash mouth football, um, Mr. Value will be uh, in Zimork. It will be bad. It's going to be bad news, dude. Bury him in a French mausoleum because he's going to have a tough, tough day. 
I don't I like I said, I guess they may pop one here or there, maybe against the twos, but I'm not expecting a lot from that pit offense. Let's talk about the defense. They're the better of the two units, but for a Narduzzi squad that has normally been so stingy, what's the issue this year? Like where are they getting where are they getting beat up at? Um, I mean, they're definitely worse, uh, defending the pass. I would say they're, they're actually really good against the run or pretty good against the run. I know Notre Dame, you know, did pretty well there last week, but that's, that's a team that is about as good as there is in the country running the ball, to be honest. That's a really sure, talented absolutely. offensive line and a very good running back. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, they haven't been, I mean, they still haven't been great in general, just like looking at some stats, I mentioned the the run defense. They're 21st nationally in success rate against the run, but okay. kind of interesting, right? I think is a theme among the whole defense. They're, they're fifth, they're actually fifth nationally in yards per carry before contact, um, but 92nd in yards after contact. Like they, they miss a lot of tackles. They're, they're 128th nationally in missed tackles. Oh no, dude. You got to yeah. get the ball in Trey Benson and Keon Coleman's <laughs> hands, dude. And let Trey Benson get ahead of steam. Jaheim Bell, if, yeah. if their weakness is missed tackles, they're going to have a bad day because that's yeah. one thing that Florida State excels at. Um, you said what were the so what did they what do they rank against the run, Dane? Like pretty 21st in the country in, in success, success rate. rate. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 good down to down. I mean, they're well coached. You know, it's Pat Narduzzi, and they're pretty mm-hmm. like they have a lot of older guys across the whole defense too. Like they they know what they're doing. I just don't think there's a ton of like you know talent. selling talent. Yeah, that um can kind of make a make a ton of plays for you. I feel like. What about what about like in the explosives department? A well coached team? Do they give up explosives either through the air or on the ground? I'm just trying to think. Now, Florida State has done a lot better stringing together long drives, particularly the Duke game is the one before Duke just kind of like decided to punt on the season and not be any good anymore. Um, they had to string together some really impressive drives on a team that was really trying to cap off the explosives, a really well-coached defense. Um, but they've done a lot. They've done good at success rate stuff. But how is the pit defense? Uh, do they give up a lot of explosives or are they pretty stingy there too? Yeah, they. that's kind of an interesting note too, or – Interesting note to be made. Like they're 46 and uh, overall in explosive play rate allowed, so they're not definitely not like bad in that regard. In you know, middle of the road, yeah. But um, but they're much worse uh, giving up passes. They're 108th nationally in uh, giving up those explosive passes versus 28th nationally in runs. So oh no, yeah, yeah. So a, a team that struggles to give up, you know, explosive plays to the air and really struggles to tackle, and honestly, those probably correlate pretty well Mm -hmm. but um but yeah i don't think those are things that match up well against an fsu team who i mean historically can draw up a big play pretty well and has absolute playmakers on the outside um on top of being a team that struggles to tackle you know against an fsu team that once again has a lot of playmakers I wonder if it's going to look like the Wake game plan coming out in the first quarter where Florida State just said, hey, Wake, like your defense is okay. You're pretty good at stopping the run. You're not that great at stopping the pass. You know what? We're just going to throw it on you. We're going to throw it in early. We're going to throw it on you often, and that's going to set up the run game later. Maybe you'll use the screen game. Maybe some of those guys leaking out of the backfield, the running backs and the tight ends is like an extension of your running game, not not your typical true running game. 
and you pile up a bunch of points against a Wake defense that, that ain't that bad. I wonder if they would do the same thing against Pitt. I mean, it, it's something interesting to look at. Who is there anybody on that defense specifically that when you analyze it, the Florida State fans should know? It doesn't sound like it's going to be somebody in the secondary, so maybe somebody <laughs> in the front seven. I mean, the, like uh, there's some guys I, I kind of have circled. They have, like I said, a lot of kind of experienced guys, a lot of older guys generally. Um, one guy that I think is interesting, they have a defensive end. He's like the one guy who isn't a senior, and they're, they have a pretty good four-man rotation at defensive end. Mm-hmm. And the one guy who's not a senior, he's a freshman, uh, Samuel Okanola, or Okan, Okanlola. But he's, oh, that uh, name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's the brother of um, Miami's five-star freshman tackle, or one of them, the guy who's not playing right now. Um, but he's he's – He's a backup of those four guys in that rotation. He has the fewest snap, uh, yeah, fewest snaps in the year, but his snap share has been getting increased in recent weeks. And he leads the team in sacks with four, and he also has the highest PFF grade among those among those guys. So that's someone to kind of look out for. I feel like that's just an intriguing guy as a as someone who's younger and and seems to be pretty good. But outside of that, I mean, honestly, in the secondary, they do have like. They have some pretty talented corners on the outside. MJ Devonshire and Marquise Williams are both pretty good players, but they're also both sub six foot. And that's just kind of something else that doesn't, you know, help them in this matchup. Nope. That's a tough one. It's a tough one to be giving up height. I don't know what Johnny Wilson's status, but I mean, and Dustin Hill and all those guys, but Keon (laughs) and the games when those other pieces have been banged up, Keon and Kentron and Darion, all the ons, they've been enough. They've been on it. It hasn't been an issue. So I I think Florida State's going to score, I don't know, maybe the weird pit environment. Maybe this is, I don't know. I don't know why the team would, like, you're playing a top five team. Normally you would think that a team would rally in this situation. Like if Pitt wins, it could be one of those weird spoiler, like season defining and a terrible season wins. Normally, I don't know if that happens on the same week where your coach kind of like admits that all his players suck. Um, (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) dude, maybe it is. Maybe it's the big F you to their own coach. I have no idea. On to the predictions, Dane. I'm not really expecting it. I think Florida State wins. I think Florida State covers. I think Florida State keeps that that 30-plus point uh, scoring streak alive. I don't think Pitt really has anything for him on offense. Uh, 38-10 to 10 is what I thought. Mm. I, I wanted to maybe put it into the 40s, but I think playing on the road, I think I don't know how – aggressive FSU is going to be in pushing those guys that could probably play if the, if they were playing Miami this week, I don't know how aggressive they're going to be. So I don't know who all is going to be out there. So I'm going to go sub 40 and feel probably stupid about it. If Florida state goes crazy, but I'm going 38, 10. What about you? (laughs) I think it's, um, I think it's a game that FSU is probably going to want to throw the ball around a lot or, uh, like I wouldn't be surprised if they if they struggle a good bit trying to run the ball on this team. It'd be nice to see him run the ball well, but you know that wouldn't be surprising. Um, but I, I don't think Pitt's going to do much on offense, and, and both of these teams are generally slower pace, like not a ton of possessions you would think. But also they, it might be because Pitt just can't move. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I mean, I was thinking like 38-10 ish as well. Oh no! I'll, I'll I took go, your score. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I go 38 to six. 
Oh, two field goals. That'd be nice for, I mean, six is basically a shutout in 2023. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it all, is. all our old bald friend from Massachusetts Fuller has been cooking the past <laughs> month. So let's see what can happen. Either way. I'm with you, Dane comfortable win for Florida state. Hopefully FSU fans can rest easy. Still got to get it done. Still not easy to win conference games on the road, but uh, the way that Florida state has been prepared, the way that they have practiced the quotes that are coming out. This team is singularly focused, well-coached and Mike Norvell teams get better as the year goes on. It's uh, like a fine wine. They just season and get better with age and we love it here. And you know, it is always great. No matter, no matter how long you've been aged, the listeners of the Noel by enemy podcast. We love you guys. You're the best Dane. Get the heck out of town, get some sleep, get some vitamin C and just rest, just rest that smart little head of yours, man. You got a <laughs> lot of stuff going on. Just, I appreciate the commitment and I thought you did a really commendable job, my man. And the people you can't hear it, but in their cars, in their cubes, running on the treadmill they're clapping for you dane that's the oh, sound of you, thousands upon thousands of people clapping for you dane draper you should be proud thank you i appreciate it trey and you should be too you, you did a, a commendable job as well i did and nothing more. i did nothing i'm just here i'm just the mediocre face anyway love you guys knowles 24 7.com that's with all the best news and notes if you're not subscribed you are a loser and i don't respect you and I know that you're craving my respect. I can feel it through the airwaves. So rectify that and join the best community on the entire internet. We love you. Gold Knowles. Keep chopping. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.